Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. Last week, I mentioned that some of that reading I was doing had me reflecting on my previous troop. And we also talked about how at this time of year, some of the themes that apply to all of us, no matter who we are or what holidays we celebrate or don't, include both reflection and goal setting. So since it's the season of reflecting and goal setting, I wanted to talk about a activity or exercise or whatever you want to call it that I really love. This is something that I have used actually more as like a leader or a manager for teams at work. Um, And I've also used it in my business endeavors as an entrepreneur. And I think we can totally apply it here as leaders of our troops or even our service units or if you are council staff, whatever your team does at work. Because this is about the troop leader experience, I'm going to mainly focus on applying it to a troop. But it is so fun and easy to apply to any part of your life, really. And I hope that you think it's as fun and inspiring as I do. Okay, let's dig in. The first part of this is establishing a five-star scale when it comes to leading a troop. And I want to emphasize here, there is no existing five-star scale, okay? This is totally personal. You can think about this in your own mind, um, but you also could do this activity with your girls, especially if they are like juniors and up. And that's not to say that you couldn't do this activity with younger girls, They just might not be as interested and the idea of a five-star scale might be new to them as well. But, I mean, you could explain it. Um, Anyway, the examples I use in this podcast are probably going to be totally different for you than they might be for me. Um, And that's totally okay. So if possible, I recommend that you actually do this activity at the same time as you listen to this podcast, but you can also absolutely go back and do this later. And you're definitely going to remember each step. It's easy to sit down and jot down some notes later when you're thinking about it. You really don't need to use my specific details. They're all just examples, but yeah, just let it flow for you. Okay. So your five-star scale. Um, This should include all aspects. So like the organization of your troop, participation, the impact a troop is having on the girls, the families, the community, whatever you think should go into a five-star rating system when it comes to the overall troop experience. So for me, I'm thinking of this in terms of um, what is the girl experience primarily, but also what are the fam- what's the family's experience like and what is my experience as a troop leader like? Um, but primarily I'm thinking of this in terms of the girl experience and the family experience. So when you're thinking about a five-star scale for leading a troop, let's start with one stars. What is one stars? I can't believe I just made that plural. Let's start with one star. What would a one star troop look like? To me, a one star troop might be like, I don't know. I'm thinking kind of like haphazard 
um, you know, inconsistent meetings and sometimes there's maybe like a lot of time in between and really poor communication. So families don't even know when meetings are happening. And as a result, there's really low participation. Um, now, you might feel differently, but in my mind, even a one star troop would have at least a little bit of a positive impact. Like when girls show up, they still get something out of it. And the reason I feel that way is because I truly believe in the research that shows even minimal Girl Scout exposure has both short and long-term outcomes. But I mean, one star is supposed to be as low as you can go other than zero stars, right? So maybe there's like a lot of drama and conflict. uh, And I mean, both with the girls and the adults. And Maybe meetings are super disorganized. There's really not much of a plan or anything productive happening. And so the troop isn't really working toward anything or earning badges or anything. And there's probably a low headcount because not only is this not the experience a lot of families would hope for their girls in Girl Scouts, but also because they don't even really know what is happening or when. So they're not willing to recommit from one year to the next. So membership is low, retention is low, recruitment is low, no money is really being earned, there's very limited opportunities for participation, and very low variety in activities, and definitely poor communication and organization. Okay, got it. We don't need to dwell on this. This is the least fun part. So next is two stars. What does two stars look like? Maybe... We have a little bit more consistency, but it's still a low headcount, low retention, low recruitment. And maybe that's because this is a pretty clicky and dramatic situation. Maybe we've got an established hierarchy, which a lot of the times is either both leader daughters or one of the leader daughters. And there's some push and pull when it comes to inclusivity. And maybe the situation is okay or even good if you're in the in crowd. Um, and there's definitely some opportunity here to do some activities, but it's primarily what the one leader and her daughter want to do and not necessarily what the whole group might want to do. And maybe there's actual definitive exclusion. You know, certain girls not being invited to participate in things or having extra barriers of accessibility to try to discourage them from participating. And again, this two stars might be totally different for you. I'm using this as an example because in troops like this, maybe there's room for girls to get some or even most of the long-term outcomes in GSLE if they fit in, but it's also an opportunity for some girls to have some pretty negative experiences. Um, Or maybe it's hit or miss, you know? So it has to be better than one star, right? But it's not overall good. We're still only at two stars. All right, so next we do three stars. What would three stars look like? Um, So this is right in the middle of the road. And I'm thinking consistent meetings, not necessarily anything mind-blowing, following the steps from the book, checking off the requirements, earning badges. Um, Girls and families pretty much know what to expect and when things are going to happen. And as for events, maybe there's not really like a lot of events per se, but there's definitely opportunities to be involved. Because three stars has to be decent, right? I heard a quote recently that I love that was, um, 
C plus work changes the world. And so that's what we're talking about here. Girls are having a medium to mediocre experience. And yet, even that really is enough. And it's so important for their current life and their long-term life. The adults are safe and reliable and the drama is minimal, or at least it's managed. And the girls get along mostly fine. They may or may not be friends outside of Girl Scouts, but they enjoy each other's company when they're there. And they get a chance to at least sample or try a decent variety of activities. Anything from like STEM to life skill building, outdoors things. They sell cookies. They might not sell, you know, a crazy amount of cookies, but they experience a cookie booth or a few. They probably at least experience going door to door. Maybe mom or dad takes the order form to work and they get some orders that way. Um, Maybe there's a girl or two who like really goes all out, totally goes ham and sells a ton of cookies. And that really funds most of the troop budget. So to me, that's what I'm thinking for three stars. And again, reiterating, three stars might look totally different to you. What I described, that might be four or five stars or that might be two stars. It's okay. Like whatever three stars means to you. Um, Okay, but for me, what's four stars? Four out of five has to be pretty good, right? Like definitely better than average, not mind-blowing, trend-setting, going down in history as the greatest troop of all time necessarily, but, you know, doing really well. So maybe the adults involved have a pretty good established relationship and new adults coming in feel really welcomed and supported. And in fact, the relationships are so good there among adults that the families really feel encouraged and interested in supporting the troop however they can. And of course, that's going to look different for every family, but some adults might contribute financially and some might devote some extra time or happily drive for carpool. And of course, some families might not have an adult who can participate, but they are all supportive and grateful for the troop. And maybe because communication is so good, not only are the expectations really clear for the families, but also RSVPs are really clear and complete. And leaders can have a pretty good idea, pretty much always, how many girls are going to show up to any given event or activity. There's not really any pulling teeth for RSVPs or permission slips or other forms to be signed. Cookie deposits are really timely. And maybe in this four-star troop scenario, the meetings are not only really reliable with scheduling, but like the experience is always good. Some meetings might be more standard, but others are like mind-blowing level. There are some really standout meetings that girls will literally remember for the rest of their lives and continue to talk about year over year. And so girls are really embracing and experiencing all the GSLE outcomes and we're seeing them build their relationships with themselves and others. And, you know, we're watching the wheels turning to see their perspective shift regarding um, like taking action and making a difference and having an impact on their community. So they're really service-minded and they believe that serving others gives back to themselves too. And they're considerate and caring and courageous and pursue leadership and are not afraid to use their voices because they know their voices matter. And no matter how the girl enters the troop, we're seeing the growth in her in all those ways as she continues to participate over time. 
And retention would be great for this troop too, right? There'd be virtually no turnover unless like someone moves away or something. But recruitment is good too because everybody's telling their friends about how great it is and everybody wants to be part of this troop. It's consistent and established. And you know what? This is definitely easier to achieve after you've been around the block a little bit. This, uh, my my version of four stars here would be pretty tough for a brand new troop to achieve because everybody's still figuring stuff out. Um, but this troop, my, my vision of four stars, this troop is so established that definitely the leaders know what they're doing and they've had a chance to like fine tune things and then level up things, you know? So then... What's five stars? Because five stars has to be like incredible, right? And again, this is going to look different for everyone. Your idea of a five-star troop can be totally different from mine. But if I imagine a five-star troop, I'm thinking we have access to troop funds to be able to make amazing trips and every single meeting is high impact in some way or another. The girls are establishing, you know, not just friendship, but true sisterhood. They depend on each other and they can count on each other. And when new girls come into the troop, they are welcomed with open arms into this beautiful community that's more like a family. And a five-star troop for communication would be like, there's communication on multiple platforms. Parents have access to the info they need in whatever way is going to be most effective to receive it. And the expectations are always super clear. And also, it's so organized and established. It's a well-oiled machine at this point. And the girls are so excited to participate and their families are so excited about it that we see good turnout for meetings and events and money-earning projects and more. And again, we're seeing all that growth in girls that we talked about in the four-star troop. And nearly every single meeting is really high impact. Every single meeting. It's at least one of the girls' favorite meetings. So not every meeting can be everyone's favorite, but every meeting is somebody's favorite. Do you know what I mean? So girls get to experience opportunities that outside of Girl Scouts, they might only dream of in this troop. They are literally watching their dreams come true in Girl Scouts, and it's teaching them that their dreams are within reach for the rest of their lives, no matter who they are or what obstacles or situations they're up against at home or at school or whatever. So we're seeing stellar retention and stellar recruitment here. Dream big people. What is a five-star troop experience? Not just annual troop tees, but like a whole apparel line, right? I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I loved doing annual troop tees. And most year we did troop hats too. I loved giving the girls like Girl Scout merch and they would get so excited and they loved going to the council shop, but that was honestly kind of rare for us because it's not like super close by. So I don't know, let's say access to merchandise or apparel, whether that's official Girl Scout stuff or unofficial troop stuff or whatever. These girls love Girl Scouts and they're proud to be part of their troop. And for the adults, I mean, what about the leaders, right? (laughs) As a troop leader, for me, a five-star experience would be having a team of dependable and well-trained co-leaders to rely on, where we probably all have our different strengths, and so we have our different roles that keep the troop running, and I'm definitely not doing everything, Um, and I'd be super close to the other leaders. I love them. They're my people. For me as a leader, 
A five-star experience would be also getting to do and experience incredible things that I otherwise wouldn't experience too, just like the girls are. I'd be trying new things. I'd be getting out of my comfort zone and just like blowing my own mind at all the cool things I get to do as a troop leader. And also, my relationship with my girls would have to be really good too. I liked having a smaller troop because I liked being super close to every single one of the girls in my troop. But even once we got bigger, I really loved cookie season because I worked basically every booth, which gave me a chance to get really close to literally all of the girls because they usually all did at least one booth. And so they would get to know me pretty well doing that booth in such a small environment. So I would want to have really, really strong relationships with my girls in a five-star experience, even if it was a large troop. I would want to have either patrols or like levels by leader, and I'd want to be close to the girls who are in my group. Oh, and a great meeting space, like a magical meeting space where we could have permanent storage and, you know, decoration opportunity, like We could hang stuff up and leave it there, you know what I mean? Instead of like you maybe like set it up and then you have to take it back down when you leave. But definitely great storage. And we'd have a lot of equipment that we would own as a troop in our storage. Like all of the dream camping equipment and several tents of different sizes for different occasions. And camping trips would be next level, like themed and glorious in all the coolest camping spots. And the cookie booth design and theme would be next level too. Just like such cool popping design that people would stop and just be amazed at the booth. And the girls would think that was magic too. Mm. And how about take action projects and community service and high awards? The troop would be like known in the community for their impact in different ways. A five-star troop might be good at PR and getting the word out, and people might even be approaching the troop for help or support or offering opportunities to do projects or service. Um, anyway, that's good enough for now. I could honestly do this forever, but this is not the end of the activity. So let's move on to the next part. So now comes the reflection Whatever your five-star scale looks like, where would you put your troop on that scale? It doesn't have to be my scale. On your scale, where does your troop fall? So when I think about my previous troop and my five-star scale that I just came up with, I think I would probably give myself slash my troop consistently like three and a half to four stars. There were definitely times like phases or seasons of our troop that we were operating more consistently at the four-star level, but there were also definitely times that I would drop us down more like three and a half. I know we did some incredible things and the girls got a lot out of it, but there was also definitely room for us to level up and just, I don't know, take things to the next level. And of course, as many of you know, if you've been around for a while, I had a lot of plans to keep leveling up with things like travel and, you know, big stuff. But of course, the pandemic disrupted all of that. But I do think that my vision for the troop that I was working toward building, where I thought we would be by now if everything, the pandemic had not happened and everything had gone the way that 
I hoped it would. I think we'd be operating more consistently at like a four to four and a half at this point in time. Um, I think my communication with parents was mostly very good. I really wanted to figure out a good mass text thing um, where it wouldn't be a group text, but I could also schedule out texts to all the families and not have to write them out individually at the time. Um, I was scheduling emails. So my email reminders were good. And we had a pretty good Facebook group that I was active in. So there were kind of two main ways to get info about our troop. And I was really consistent at updating both of those. Um, We tried to use the app Remind for a little while, um, but really another leader was taking that on. She's a former teacher. So she had used the Remind app for school in the past and she had a good experience with it. So she just sort of took that on, but it wasn't necessarily the most consistent. And I don't think we were using it to its full capacity either. Like I think the app could do a lot more than we were doing. Um, So I would like, personally, I would like another way for parents to have access to photos and videos besides Facebook too. Like, In my troop, if you were in the Facebook group, you saw them. But what about families who don't use Facebook or who choose not to join the group because they wanted to keep their profiles totally separate from us? Um, There were definitely folks who didn't use Facebook at all or who maybe started out in the group, but eventually they stopped using their Facebook. Um, And just in general, it's kind of weird to me if I let myself think about how many hundreds of photos I have of people's kids And they haven't even seen those pictures, let alone they don't have them. So that's actually super weird. And I started to look at some other options for, you know, like a troop website or a photo album behind a password or whatever that would maybe be more available off a social media platform. Um, But I just never did that. And another thing reflecting on my past troop Our progression was slow. Like when it comes to overnights and camping and travel, it was good. It was steady and we were building it up the quote unquote right way, you know, but I wish we could have done more overnights for sure because the girls wanted to keep doing basic one night sleepovers indoors, even when they were also planning a multi-day out of state trip. And and just on the pace that we were on to get to international travel, it would have taken a pretty rigorous travel commitment over the years. And the pandemic disruption would have made that really, really difficult. And even like our entire first year, we didn't do a single overnight, even though our girls were old enough um, or even a late night. Like We didn't do anything like that until a year or two. So um, honestly, even for my sake, to figure out all the things we needed to plan a troop trip that was further away and for longer and what to pack and what our costs would be and what our transportation would look like. I mean, I was just figuring all of that out as I went. Of course, I mean, like we all do. But once you've done it, it's easier to do it again, you know? So we were starting to accumulate stuff too. (laughs) But for the most part, it lives in my garage and it's just not necessarily super well organized. Like we had some storage space at our meeting place for a few years and we had craft stuff and napkins, plates, cups, Brita pitchers for filtered water. And I don't know, I don't even know what else, but you get the point. That was all just available to us on hand, which was great because I didn't have to think about glue sticks and markers and stuff um, to go to a meeting. It was just already at our meeting place. So I'm really grateful that we had some on hand storage, but 
Of course, it was limited. And the big stuff is at my house. And to be honest, I just don't have it all well labeled and organized. And when we just moved this summer, I had to go through everything to even see um, what was there. Things that we totally could have used more efficiently if we knew it was there when we needed it, you know. But regardless, it was still awesome because when I handed the troop over to new troop leaders for the new little girls joining, I was able to just pass on a bunch of stuff and they aren't starting totally from scratch. Our retention was great until the pandemic, at least. And honestly, we rarely had a girl leave. Every once in a while, we would have a girl who just never really got into it. Even though we did a variety of activities and stuff, it just wasn't for them and that's okay. Um, and we also had really good attendance at troop meetings, but I guess maybe there was opportunity for better attendance at some events. Um, I always found it was confusing because sometimes we'd have a big group for like a whole camping weekend and other times we'd have events that the girls really wanted to do, but only like five of them would actually make it. And as they got older and they can be approved to participate in a lot cooler, more exciting activities, I mean, they're also involved in 10 million other things outside of Girl Scouts. So they're not really available to do a ton of activities with the troop. So anyway, I think three and a half to four. I think we were established enough to be toward the top end of the scale for sure. But there was definitely so much more room for more travel and bigger trips and some of our meetings sometimes would just fall kind of flat and would just end up being like checking boxes instead of consistently high impact and, you know, big fun. <laughs> consistently good, sometimes great, not consistently great. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's keep going because this is not the end of the activity. So from here, we can already see what we're doing really well and also how much better it could be. But what if I told you the next step in this activity is to come up with what a six-star troop experience would look like? And I know I set a five-star scale. So you think to yourself, five stars is the max it could be. But what if you came up with six stars? How could we really go even more above and beyond? I mean, I even knew how this workshop goes and I still set myself up to struggle here if I'm being honest. I feel like I really poured my answer into five stars. Okay, so what the heck would be six? <clears throat> um, maybe we would have troop sponsors, which would give the troop access to like lots of money and resources. And maybe we have our own space. So not even like multi-purpose space that somebody lets us use. That's another business or organization. Maybe the space is strictly ours. And maybe it has a full kitchen and multiple rooms so we can split by level. And maybe there's outdoor space so we can be, you know, indoor, outdoor. And maybe we have access to you know, a really incredible network of experts. So we can really uh, elevate the activities if we have experts and money to pay them. <laughs> Maybe we have a baker who comes and runs a baking workshop with the girls because, yeah, I know how to do basic baking and I can buy, you know, brownie mix or cake mix <laughs> or even the supplies to make them from scratch. And if we have access to a kitchen, we can bake. 
But what if a professional baker brought baking supplies and taught us, you know, professional decorating and stuff, just as one example? But all kinds of experts, science and technology experts who can do, you know, serious robotics with us and incredible engineering projects. And I don't even know what else, but, you know, all kinds of cool things that would normally take uh, a educating ourselves to lead the project and B, it would require money to invest in supplies. Uh, okay, so for cookies, maybe at Six Stars we have a thriving online store and tons of great booths and some organized like troop door-to-door sales, but also we have a really robust, you know, B2B strategy where we're actually selling large quantities to um I don't know, companies, restaurants to use in dishes or like any company to use as a client appreciation gift or employee appreciation or incentives or I don't know, anything. And if I had this figured out, I mean, we would have already been doing it. So I like I have ideas, but I don't quite know what it looks like. Do you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. And lots of troop scheduled booths, not just council ones like At Six Stars, we would have established relationships with local businesses who have good foot traffic and who would let us specifically sell cookies and local events, too. And of course, we'd have the budget to purchase, you know, booth space at an event. Um, Okay, and for travel, I mean... I love doing those big vans to squeeze as many girls as we can per, you know, safety guidelines. So we at six stars, we would always travel that way for events and activities like no more carpools with only two or three girls per car. It would be always using those big vans and um, and there'd be a lot of travel opportunities. So even if not every girl can attend every event or travel opportunity, we would have so many incredible things that some girls would be able to participate in each one. And every girl gets to have big experiences and definitely international travel. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some other international experience and understanding with like pen pals or video chats with girls around the world. Hmm. Okay, what else? I mean, this is a big stretch, but also it does kind of seem mostly attainable, though. Like if you had the resources and the time established and you could build it up. Ooh, I know this is an important one to me. I probably could have put it actually in a lower bracket, but I want the girls' families to be part of the troop community. So by six stars, I would want to really have an idea of what was going on at home for each family and be able to support them. So when there's a big loss or a struggle, I would want to be able to support them. And when there's a great success or like happy occasion, I would want to celebrate together. I would want to think of them like family and I would want them to know that I'm there for all the highs and lows and everything in between. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Buckle up. I know I say that a lot, but I do mean it every time. So next step in this activity, what would seven stars look like? Seven out of five. What would seven stars look like? (sighs) This is kind of getting tough. Um, Maybe like space camp level camp opportunities. I always dreamed of going to space camp as a kid. I think 
I mean, this is definitely like putting an age for me right now, but um, I think like there was maybe a Mary Kate and Ashley space camp. I don't know if it was a mystery or whatever. Anyways, I liked Mary Kate and Ashley as a kid, but um, but ever since I like heard of space camp, I always wanted to go. So, you know, maybe we're doing travel opportunities that look like that level of cool. Um, ooh, and like a troop retreat every year. Um, <laughs> speaking of, definitely a planning retreat for troop leaders. Dang, I should have thought of this earlier too. But I always wanted to do, um, you know, when we go through our year planning that I've talked about before on this podcast, actually I recently did some year planning stuff and I've done it in the past, in past years as well. Um, whenever we do our big year planning stuff, we always get together to do that. And I really wanted to do like a weekend retreat or a few days retreat with the other leaders at, I don't know, like a resort and spa with a really comfy hotel room. And then we could each get massages too. And I'm not sure if maybe the massages would be before we start planning, because usually we would be doing this at the end of the school year, right? So it could be like, hey, we're exhausted and stressed and and like we did great, so we deserve the rest. Or if it would be kind of after the planning part of the weekend, like as a conclusion to the weekend. Um, and so we're treating ourselves for having accomplished planning our year. And this is the big finale to the weekend. I don't know. But obviously, that wouldn't be a troop funds thing. That would be a personal funds thing. And so that was always our biggest obstacle. And like just everybody having the time to do it, time off from work and family and all our other um, commitments. So we did talk about like, you know, just a regular hotel room or an Airbnb, but it just didn't happen. Anyways, how about at seven stars, a leader retreat where we go somewhere awesome and beautiful and restful and we have a fancy little stay with a sweet setup and massages. I don't know. I guess at the end. And frankly, just in general, we need more adult things, I think, like opportunities to bond and build skills and stuff as adults. So this could be at times just the leaders, but even with other adults who support the troops. So whatever parents are helpful and supportive and involved as friends and family volunteers, I think that would be really cool. And at the seven star level, I mean, the friends and family volunteers would not be paying their own way in my head. I don't know how that works, but um, but that would be really cost prohibitive, which would not be accessible to a lot of people. So I don't know who is paying for this, um, but it doesn't really matter. It's all just like make believe anyway um, for the purpose of this exercise. Right. You're supposed to like really just just let yourself dream. Um, but yeah, obviously those kinds of opportunities for girls too, like the down and dirty stuff, because at seven stars, they should definitely be doing all the muddiest, grittiest, coolest, most extreme outdoor experiences. But also they should know what it's like to live like a big high life if that interests them. They should get to go experience really good rest and great bonding opportunities. And, you know, like the whole spectrum of uh a really fancy stay and a really down and dirty stay should be able to do it all. 
And uh, as for the outcomes from GSLE, I mean, I've kind of referenced like off and on GSLE outcomes throughout this episode. So it might be time for a recap of those coming soon. But regardless, um, in the previous like levels, we talked about the reputation for service and like impact in our community. And um, I'm definitely going to say, yeah, big impact opportunities, ample service opportunity, really experiencing that ideal take action thing of identifying a problem and really being able to make an impact on that problem and the root causes of that problem. I mean, lots of three-star troops are able to do that. So you don't have to be a seven-star troop to have an impact. Um, but definitely we need to be making an impact at seven stars. I mean, obviously. I think maybe it's kind of assumed like take all the best things from each level and then we're just expanding upon them. Um, so if I said something great in a previous level, that still applies here. <laughs> um, oh, and I was just talking to someone about um, like an international scouting organization that has opportunities for older girls to actually specialize like land, sea, or air. So maybe opportunities like that. So girls, older girls could be learning about aerodynamics and actually like learning to fly planes. Um, I mean, we do have a lot of land and sea opportunities, I guess, depending on where you live. But yeah, let's go all out, though, with all of those, all three of those. Um, girls could even get their pilot's licenses. OK, I had to actually Google that because I wasn't sure how old you have to be to get a pilot's license. But apparently in Arizona, you can get a license at 17 and you can take flying lessons even as a younger teenager. So, yeah, it probably varies by state, just like driver's licenses. But cool, let's definitely do flying lessons. Okay. Okay. Seven stars. I mean, seven stars out of five. What else? I don't know. I definitely want to hear your ideas, though. So let me know. Whatever. Let's move on. This is the last part I'm going to do on this episode because hopefully you're getting the point now, but let's really push it. Ten stars. What is a ten-star troop experience? Double the stars of the five-star experience. I mean, now this is just plum crazy. <laughs> uh, space travel? Girl Scout troop visits moon? <laughs> um, I don't know, guys. Like a whole academy or something that has Girl Scout fundamentals built in? Like girls go to troop instead of school, but like boarding school? So like resident camp year-round, but it's a troop. And so badges and GSLE principles, it's all integrated into their like daily general education. And I mean, they'd always be available for meetings and events because they live there <laughs> and tuition free, right? Because it needs to be accessible, but with breaks throughout the year. So obviously girls could go home <laughs> and and families can come visit for like family weekends and stuff. I don't know. I really don't know. I didn't think about this before I started this episode. Well, what a 10-star troop experience look like? I mean, I'm not saying I actually want to do the things I was just saying. Like, that's definitely not my goal to open a school or anything. I just can't think of how you would go even further than what we already have. But that's really the point of this. So here's the thing. When you start thinking in terms of 10 stars and you're honestly being absolutely just insane and ridiculous about the most incredible bonkers experience the girls could possibly have, then when you go back and look at five stars again, it honestly just seems totally attainable. 
in fact, it almost starts to seem like there's really no real reason why we aren't operating at five stars. And so it just totally changes your whole perspective on what kind of experience you could possibly provide. And when you do this activity later, whether it's for your troop or with your troop, actually like asking the girls, um, or whether you apply this to any other part of your life, definitely do it on a five-star scale because you can't think of it as a 10-star scale to start. So it's best, obviously, when you don't know what's coming. But you know what? Even in this episode, I just demonstrated I've been using this process for literal years and I can still totally mess with my own mind. I have no idea what a 10-star experience out of five stars would look like. Okay, so if you did this activity or when you do, whether you do it by yourself or with your girls, I mean, I want to hear about it. Um, oh, and in a group, it works best if you can use like a flip chart because you can keep each, you know, giant piece of paper. Um, like one star is on one paper, two stars is on another paper and so on. And then you can like visualize each list and you can really see the differences. Um to, you know, let everybody contribute, someone takes notes, or you can even take turns, like who's the scribe. Um, but yeah, I want to hear what you put down. Um, what is a five-star experience to you or to your girls? What do they see as a five-star experience, five out of five stars? And then what is a 10-star experience? What absolutely ridiculous and bonkers ideas can you and your troop come up with for 10 stars? I don't know. Um, I really want to hear your ideas. All right. Well, I guess that's it for now. I hope you love this activity as much as I do. It is seriously one of my favorites, but obviously I've never done it for Girl Scouts. So um, I maybe could have thought about this a little bit further before I recorded. But anyway, next week I'm coming at you with another interview. And this one's pretty special. Um, in fact, I have a lot of really cool, fun, new things coming your way on this podcast in the next couple of months. I've been batching some interviews and episodes for you for the new year, too. But anyway, you don't want to miss next week. Make sure, if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed so that you get notified when the episode drops next week. Um, oh, and one more thing. There is a really weird... <laughs> thing going on in the reviews on my podcast. I have just a handful of really special reviews from y'all over the years, but there's this one on there. I mean, it kind of seems like spam, but I can't get it removed. And it's a one-star review <laughs> while we're talking about five stars. If you like this podcast and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please go leave me a review or at least a rating. Um, like the rating is really fast. Just if you can, if you don't mind, let me know what you love about this podcast and what your favorite episode is or what you want to hear more of. Um, but please do that because it really helps the podcast reach more people. And also that one bad review really makes me sad, even though I, I don't think it's real. I hope it's not real, but I don't know. It still made my heart sink when I first saw it. And it just, it's like, it's been a couple months now, but it's just messing with the average. It's taking up way too much real estate on this podcast, on Apple Podcasts. So please, please, please scroll down and at least leave a star rating for me, if not writing something quick for an actual review. Okay. 
that's really the end now. Talk to you next week.